I am Scott Chaloner, and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. And I am delighted to say that joining me on the show this morning is businessman and leadership consultant Keith Stanton. Keith, welcome to the program. And a very good day to you. A good day, Keith. Thank you for having me. Yes, real pleasure. Now, um, you, of course, um, just for the regular listeners that may not be familiar with you, Keith, are the Managing Director at Votive Leadership Consultancy, a small and dynamic leadership development consultancy specialised in personal leadership, followership, communications and engagement. But that hasn't always been sort of your line of work, has it, Keith? You had an 11-year career in the armed forces upon leaving um, education. And I can imagine from a leadership perspective, those 11 years probably left their significant impression pressure on you, didn't they? Well, they absolutely did. But rather amusingly, when um, when I very first left uh, the forces, um, I almost hid my military background. Um, it wasn't out of shame or anything like that, but I felt that in the corporate world, you say, oh, I'm from military, there was sort of a bit of rolling of eyes uh, uh, going on. And um, oh, another one from uh, from from that, that particular school, and so I actually hid that my, my sort of leadership background, my learning that I had from my military time for for quite a few years, and it took a while before I sort of, I suppose, matured and realised the really big lessons that I learned whilst uh, serving in the forces. I mean, I was very fortunate. Um, I worked with an infantry unit, so we were very, very close to the soldiers. Um, and uh, in my time, our active service was uh, going only across to Northern Ireland. So, um, and, but nonetheless, you got very, very close to soldiers. And soldiers were, were incredibly um, brutal, I suppose, in the way that they would give you feedback as a leader. Um, I, I did all my learning uh, from people below me, and it, it, it's really interesting when you look back. When I when I look back into into my career, um, you, I'm a graduate of Sandhurst, the officer training school, and all the instructors at Sandhurst were non-commissioned ranks. It was um, colour sergeant, staff sergeants, who were teaching the future officers. When I joined my unit, it was my corporals and my platoon sergeant who taught me how to be an officer and how to grow and how to develop. And it's really interesting because when I looked into then corporate life, I thought, where else do we find the leaders of the future actually being taught by the people that they lead? Um, Generally, leaders go on to leadership development courses run by people like myself um, and are are looking upwards to, to learn about leadership. But actually, we should be looking downwards. Yes, and they should also be looking um, at those on the same level as well as business leaders. We can certainly look at each other, we can network, and we can learn from what our peers are doing, can't we? Very, very much so. Very, very much so. It's such a dynamic world out there. The world has changed dramatically over the last 20, 30 years. And we, you know, the idea of servant leadership and the such like is, is really at the fore. And we really have to understand what that means. You know, the leader is there to... Um, uh, you know, to serve the people below. What, one of the things I talk about in my work is that we have moved from what I would call a production mentality, and, and we should be thinking more like the farmer into more of an agricultural mentality. And what I mean by this is that in production mentality, we take resource, you put it through a series of processes, and out pops a perfect product. Um, so it might take copper, metal, rubber, whatever you put it through, processes, and out pops a brand new um, BMW car and, and it's perfect when it rolls off the production line and sometimes we treat our staff like that but we should think as leaders more like the farmer 
The farmer's job at the end of the day is to get the best out of their crop, irrelevant, irrespective of what the external conditions are like. Um, and all that the farmer can do is to prepare the soil to ensure that the seed lands in really good place. And once the seed is in the soil is to manage the environment that that soil lives in, to irrigate, to hydrate, to um, you know, feed it, etc. all of those sort of mm. things. And I think a leader's job in, in industry today is exactly that. A leader's job is to, is to release the potential of those, uh, you know, of the seed that they have, the staff that they have, the people that they're working with. And yet I still don't see many leaders who've got environmental KPIs. Um, who are measured on the emotional environment that they are necessarily creating within their workplace. Mm. And I liked the analogy there that you used of the BMW rolling perfectly off that production line, because something we also do need to be aware of in this sort of leadership and learning world is that we're not infallible even as leaders, and we are going to make mistakes. Our peers are going to make mistakes. And in many ways, I think that's almost a necessary thing to happen for us to learn and develop ourselves, isn't it? Setbacks are just part and parcel of the game, aren't they? It is very much so, but do we create the environment in our organisations that we're, um, that are so risk averse that people are then avoiding making mistakes? Making mistakes is learning. You, 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 we, the, the, you don't fail. You, you you learn. You either win or you learn. Um, and if you want a culture of learning within the organisation, which is the foundation of dynamism and creativity and growth then you have to have a place where people can make mistakes and feel that they can make those mistakes and so long as they learn from those mistakes. But people nowadays say, you know, feedback is so in short supply quite often within organizations or good, honest, truthful uh, uh, feedback, you know, where people can trust each other to go, well, I know you might have got it wrong, but your intent was good. And I, I know where you were, what you were trying to do. Um, uh, but we tend to judge people too quickly by their behavior and, uh, um, and uh, but we'll always judge ourselves, of course, by our intent. Mm, absolutely. And um, we should, of course, move on to just address current affairs. And the last 18 or 19 months have probably proven to be one of the greatest challenges for business leaders of our time. And we've seen businesses through the COVID-19 pandemic adapting and sort of transitioning their services over to digital delivery in many cases to just sort of keep vital services running. Um, for yourselves at Votive Leadership, uh, just how have you found it sort of dealing with that challenge? Well, we've we've had a good challenge. I think when we look back at it, um, I'll never forget the date. Um, you know that that day, um, March the seventeenth, it was, and uh, when the very final thing in our diary got pulled because all of our training and learning and development mm. that we were running with, with clients um, suddenly got pulled, and, and face-to-face delivery just was not there, and we had an order book of absolutely zero, and. At that particular moment in time, we took stock. We took. We decided, okay, we're in a good position. We, we don't need to panic. Um, let's take stock and, and see what we're doing. And it was really interesting. We connect, reconnected with people that we worked with, um, you know, sort of ten years ago and in and, and, and previous life forms. And we created a little group of, uh, I suppose, expertise or whatever. Because all of us have gone in different directions, have done different things, and brought different stuff to the party. But we had a really good four to six weeks of just sharing ideas and thoughts and 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 just putting stuff out there onto the table. Now, if you'd asked me 18 months ago, would I be happy sat in front of a computer screen running a digital program? I, you know, 
being somewhat slightly more old school and preferring face to face, I would have said no. But uh, I think that's that's for another generation. However, we soon realised that is exactly where we would have to go. So engaging with people, learning, and that was the best thing. It last year was 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 just a year where I really rolled my sleeves up, and us as a whole organisation were able to roll our sleeves up and got back into the classroom ourselves and started to learn about the technologies and how you could use them, how we could adapt them and how, how to make our messages and programs fit uh, into that digital world. Mm. Um, and we found that you know, we were able to do that relatively easily. Um, there was so much support out there, not only from you know my colleagues and that, but from just other organizations who were so willing to help and, uh, and to share their expertise that very quickly we found ourselves back up and running and the order book um, becoming filled again uh, with interventions um, that were relevant to the um, uh, to the pandemic, mm-hmm. and because we specialise very much in, I believe that leadership has its core in self. A lot of leadership programmes talk about leading others. We we start with very much thinking that all leadership lessons start with leading self. So we've always had a focus on that, and of course that was so important in the pandemic. The um, ability to manage self, control self, mm. lead self under all the stresses and strains that were available. Then obviously we had a product that was um, uh, incredibly in demand. Mm. Yeah, I touch on a couple of important things there. Firstly, the fact that obviously leaders have learned from each other and really needed each other during this time. It just goes back to sort of what we touched on earlier. But also this idea of leadership starts with the self as well, because mental health, for example, is something that has really come under the spotlight, perhaps more so than ever before as a result of the pandemic. And we're obviously in survival mode. We're trying to look after the business. We're trying to look after our staff as leaders. But if you neglect to sort of look after your own mental well-being and you're suffering the burnout and you're that one that's leading by example i mean the whole thing can come apart can't it so it is so so important that as a leader you take that time out for yourself and manage the self as you say absolutely so it's vital one thing i talk about with, with, with stress for example one of the dangers we fall into when put under stress is we start using the language that says you know my stress is worse than yours we start judging it against other people and, you know, for some people, making a cup of tea is massive stress. You know, if you've got, you know, sort of dementia, health problems, something like that, then making a cup of tea is, is really horrendous. And obviously, being in the middle of a COVID ward is horrendous. But there is, stress is just stress. And that's exactly the same, you know, for, for each of those individuals. It is just what it is. So it is very much down to the individual on how you are going to be able to cope with that internally. Uh, wherever possibility, wherever, you know, wherever possible, and the root of that is responsibility. Is taking that responsibility for your own mental health and um, and where you are. So taking time out, making sure that you look after your yeah the recreation and stuff like that. That you get some you know, as, as much healthy stuff into it as possible. You know, taking using relaxation techniques. Um, you know, give yourself a time to reflect on what you actually are achieving and what what you're doing, and and making sure that you're reconnected to purpose. You know, why you are doing this. Um, you know, what is the rationale behind those sort of things, and then rekindling those relationships so mm. you've got the support, the network uh, around you to help you. 
And I suppose what's incredibly important as well for leaders to consider as well as that is that they've got to be very aware of the changing demands and requirements of their colleagues, their sort of employees around them, because we're in a changing world. We're in a world where working practices are very different. So what prospective employees are wanting candidates, for example, from where they're working, it's changing, isn't it? So leaders do also have to be aware of that. I, I, absolutely. And there isn't an answer to that at the present moment in time. You're absolutely right. It is in flux. Um, you know, so people are, I've had a taste of this, you know, working from home and getting a slightly different balance in their working life. Um, and, you know, some of those, uh, you know, some people will not want to give that up. Other people will want to give that up very quickly and go, no, I want the office. I want comradeship. I want to be around uh, people. Um, and so I think that the new world that we're going to be moving into, that it isn't a simple answer and it's not a one size fits all. Uh, companies are going to have to have hybrid ways of working. They're going to have to look at um, you know, constantly engage with their workforces and, and understand what people are looking for today. Because at the end of the day, you need an engaged workforce. You need um, a, a workforce that, that is highly engaged and, and highly engaged workforces have got great leadership. Um, disengaged working forces, you can always go back to the leadership to find out where, where that fault lies. Um, and there's a lot of work for us to do on that to make sure that we can keep that engagement um, connected in, in, in our businesses. Absolutely. Now, I do have a question just for some of our more regular listeners who do tend to be of the younger entrepreneurial mindset who maybe have that big idea and are thinking of starting their own business. Given that it is such a challenging sort of economic environment at the moment, um, a lot of the best businesses in the world have risen out of times of economic hardship. So what advice would you give to a young budding entrepreneur at this point to really sort of get them to embark on that road to success? No, you, 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 you've hit it there. It, it, I've um, made big changes in my life or, or, or set up businesses in four recessions. And you know, so each recession for me is, is um, uh, very, very much a... Um, an opportunity, it's a chance to grow, it's a chance to develop. So at the end of the day, uh, my advice to anybody is just seize that day, seize that opportunity. Make sure you've got a clarity of purpose, why you want to do this, um, because that's going to be the fuel to you when, when times get a bit difficult and things get challenging. Um, once you, you, If you've got that clarity and you have that focus, then just take steps, you know, take massive action. You can't, I, I do a little exercise, which is a bit of fun with, with my groups. I say, you know, everybody stand up, now sit down, now try and stand up. And of course, everybody looks at, look, Nick, what, what do you mean by that? I said, well, there isn't a state of try. You either will or you won't. Um, so it, for anybody who's wanting to go out and do something, and they've got that idea, they've got that passion, and they know what really why they want to do it, then just take massive action. Go for it. Um, and by taking the massive action, then, then things just tend to happen. Mm, sound advice indeed and plenty for people uh, listening to the podcast to consider there and uh, I do want to go back to uh, just vote your own business votive leadership Keith just before we wrap things up because I'm conscious that we're starting to run short of time which is unfortunate um, you've had a great deal of success moving over to digital delivery over the course of the pandemic and that just shows how adaptability and resilience is key within leadership and within business but as we sort of look to 2022 now and hopefully leave the pandemic behind where is it that you're really hoping for votive leadership to be by this time next year and what are you hoping to have achieved well i think for us the the 
what is exciting is the fact that we're going to be moving very much more into that hybrid model. Face-to-face delivery is going to come back. Uh, you do need on certainly certainly some leadership programs and such like to uh, to get into the room and talk to people. So I'm quite sure that we as an organisation will be running classroom sessions as well. However, all of those classroom sessions will be then supported by ongoing digital uh, support and, and availability for learning. So the learning is no longer almost a, a you know a short moment. We, we can say the learning is going to be a 12-month program that you have access to. And so um, I have no doubt that there's going to be considerable opportunities uh, for people in our industry to, to grow and develop um, and offer their expertise out to other, to other organizations' expertise. Um, all organizations still need people at the end of the day, and mm. people need developing and people need uh, connecting and, and helping to release that potential. Um, and that, that, that need is only going to increase. So I, I'm very excited about the future as to where we go. Exactly. It's ironic, isn't it, that on a year where we've been apart more than ever, we've become so much more aware of the need for connection between us. Absolutely right. And it does sound very much like exciting times for uh, votive leadership. And we'll certainly be keeping an eye on the developments there. And uh, hopefully there'll be a positive story to share in about a year's time as well. Fantastic. I'm, so, I'm sure there will be. Sure there will be. It would be wonderful to even welcome you back onto the programme uh, then, Keith, just to talk about the successes that are on the horizon and just review what we've said today because it is really, really good to revisit things uh, like this and um, certainly is uh, stimulating for the likes of myself as well. And I'm sure that our regular listeners tuning in have really, really enjoyed having you uh, with us just as much as I have. Excellent. Well, thank you very much indeed for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure, Keith. And do take care and do stay safe with all still going on in the world as well. And just for anybody who may be tuning into the podcast who feels that they have their own story of success and of innovation to share, then you can, of course, apply to be on the programme via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Uh, Keith, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.